morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. First off is show notes. We have our Evening with Medium events coming up on August 24th, which we are completely sold out for. Thank you to everyone. And we have December 14th coming up at the end of the year. Tickets are still on sale, but I think we have about 10 or 12 left, Mm -hmm. which is phenomenal. Thank you for that as well. And tickets will be on sale for 2019 in the coming months, but we will keep you posted on that. Kelly and I have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. It's available at the website by sarlo.com and not on iTunes. And those are 10 minute shows, five at the beginning of each month, Monday to Friday. And we always pick a theme, something that's current and relevant to you to help you with your intuitive and your emotional intelligence toolkits. And finally, we have personal sessions and gift cards available for purchase. You can purchase them and experience them anywhere in the world. Okay. Now on to today's topic. We are going back to some of the most fundamental things of what it is to be a happy human. Mm -hmm. And that always comes down to the type and quality of connections that we make. It's the purpose of the show connectivity to each other because without it we bully each other so you're going to hear today all of these beautiful positive things that you can choose to do and if you don't consciously choose to do them then you can be without understanding or knowing at times that you're participating in bullying in abuse Mm -hmm. in the direct effect of depression Mm mm-hmm And unhappiness overall Mm -hmm. in life. The thing that we can't necessarily put our finger on as to why we're not cheerful today. Because the types of things that we're going to be talking about can be so small that they are insidious in our life. And you know what, Kelly? If we think we're that small, that it doesn't matter. So it's just me driving around with my kids in the car. What does it really matter if I don't connect, if I don't give someone eye contact? What does it really matter? I'm not that significant. And what we're trying to say today is you are. Every single person is because all of those pieces of energy, all those tiny little fragments of energy that go out into the universe are so important. And they're that important that if you're turning on the news these days and you're seeing what's going on in the world, you're part of it, you and your energy. So what we're trying to say is there are two balls of energy. There's the one that creates positively and the one that creates negatively. And if you're the one that is not creating contact, for example, eye contact, that's just a small one I pulled out right away. But say you know somebody is looking at you and speaking or trying to engage with you and you just avoid it because you just know it gives you control then you're contributing to the global energy of negativity. And so when you sit there and you look at the news and you say, I don't understand how this can be happening. We're now saying we have an answer for you. You're part of it. And that you have to make a choice. Because every small choice creates a bigger energy and dynamic. I like the way that you broke that down. Okay. I think it's absolutely critical that people are listening to this because in particular, the bullies, they use energy. They know what it can do. So they, they do all the things we're going to say today because they know it gives them power. And if you look at the global situation, they are winning. 
because they know. And it is the kind people who underestimate their power who need to know how important it is to keep doing what they're doing. To create more and more momentum in the right direction. Yeah. And I really want to say something, Kelly, to the people who think that their meanness is small, that keeping their head down, disengaging, withholding an answer from somebody, all of these different little things, I want them to understand how important their actions are because they don't think they're part of the problem. Mm -hmm. They're They're part of a huge problem because they think all of their small things are just being done to that one person. They think the dirty look or the anger burst is just happening between two people. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that this is a, a shift in consciousness and a contribution to a global consciousness. They think they're small and they're not. And it's important for them to hear that because it also says to them they're valuable and that their effort, whichever way they're putting it, is important to all of us. And I think part of the reason they bully is because they think they're not. I'm trying to say, Red Rover, Red Rover, we want to call you over to our side. That's good. I like that. And, and, and to a side, saying that kindness isn't a weakness. Generosity of spirit, connecting to each other. It's power. Yes. And it's necessity of our species. It isn't just we're nice people and we're pushovers. It's necessity of life. And bullies have now begun to think that bullying is the necessity of the species. Of survival. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to start, Cal, and talk about some of the kind things people are doing and some of the unkind things so that people listening to it can catch themselves in I do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're li- when you're listening to this, maybe you can play a game. Maybe you can sit there and check off on, you know, as you're driving or if you're just sitting down, grab a pen and paper and just see how you do at the end of this as to, you know, whether you're actually on the side of positive or on the side of destructive for our species. And, you know, you might think solidly that you're kind and you could be, or you could be thinking that you're kind and you might be checking off a shit ton of things that are unkind and realize you're one of the bullies. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going to invite you to check your list. Well, I want to start just by elaborating on the example you've already presented and open the show up with, and that's eye contact. Because what eye contact does is establish or acknowledge someone's very existence. And when we avoid eye contact with people, we deny their existence. And that is heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. We have done lots of shows about the importance of needing to be seen, Mm -hmm. physically, literally seen, to help our soul know its worth. Mm -hmm. It's a bullying act. I'm going to say some harsh things today. So maybe as you give an example, or I do, I'm just going to flat out say it's an act of bullying, and it's or it's an act of abuse. And I believe that there will be some people who say, no, it's an act of self-protection because many of us can walk through all kinds of different rooms or streets and keep our head down and think, no, I can't make eye contact because I'm scared, because I'm nervous, because I wouldn't know what to do or say if I made eye contact. And so we don't look up. 
And it's heartbreaking, not on a busy city street necessarily, when there's many opportunities for eye contact, but specifically when we're walking in, a, in an area where there's literally only two of us. Mm-hmm. How many times has that happened, especially in our, our small community, where there's two people in a hallway and they avoid each other walking in opposite directions? You have to see oncoming traffic. I think too, Kelly, when you say eye contact, it can come down to something like when you're standing in front of a bank teller and they won't look at you as they serve you. Yeah. Or or you're in a restaurant and your customer won't look at you. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back and forth because in no way do I want to say the service industry sucks <laughs> at all. Oh, well, they do. And the customers suck equally. Right. I just want it to be equal. Yep. Because I don't want anybody who's listening to this thinking, oh my God, I'm in the service industry and I can't listen to this show because I see it so one-sided. Yeah, that's why we're doing the show, because you do. Because absolutely, we're hearing that people are suffering. Mm -hmm. Because if the customers aren't treating the service people nicely, then there's that infinity symbol that ends up happening where the service people don't want to look at customers. Mm-hmm. And then the customers are upset. And you can see how this just goes back and forth day in and day out. Creates miserable people in jobs and a miserable customer experience. Right. And what we're saying is, is that you have to be the one person. You do. Initiate. Welcome. Invite. Yeah. So if you're the one standing in the grocery line and you're the one that's up next, they may have served a hundred people in the grocery store. They may have said hello a hundred times. It's okay if you're the next one up that says hello again. It's important. And we're, what we're trying to say today is every single action on both ends matters. Mm-hmm. Without fail, without exception, no matter how fatigued and tired you are. A hello is a hello. It's mm-hmm. an acknowledgement of another person, even if you've come out of surgery. It doesn't matter. Everything is. So what we're trying to say today is no exceptions. Mm-hmm. Okay. A little bit the opposite of that, Kelly, that I see a whole lot now is in eye contact, dirty looks. The scathing looks. The are you serious looks. And it's something that I saw decades ago for the first time on TV. And it, and it became on the internet, like on Facebook, like funny little things where a dirty look would be given with a caption and it was supposed to be funny. But over the years, and I'm old enough to say this, and I'm certain other people my age and older will know, it changed. Somewhere along the way, things changed. And the dirty look became not just funny, but that whole bullying thing became okay to do, whether it was through a text message, whether it was through a look, whether it was in person, but it became that dirty looks were accepted. Not just funny, but part of the comedy routine, the insults, it became norm, instead of a dirty look is a dirty look, and it's not appropriate. You wouldn't go into your doctor's office, and as he said something to you, or she said something to you, give them a dirty look. And I can think of certain situations where we wouldn't think of doing it. And then in others where we think it's completely acceptable. But without realizing it, we really are judging the situation. I can get away with this. Because boy, we were sitting in a hospital room. We wouldn't be giving a dirty look to our nurse if they have to change us and care for us. And we can't move. 
we are in pain. We need them, right? Mm-hmm. So that it really makes me think that when we give dirty looks to other people, we think we're in a position of being safe enough to get away with it. Yeah, and I think in a very confrontational society, the looks are now all that we can get away with, if that, because we are not allowed to hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And I can think even, and I, I do like using our own examples, where we aren't necessarily perfect in the situation. I was at Home Depot earlier today, and this gentleman pardon me, this man parked next to me sideways in the parking spot Mm. and I couldn't get out. And experience teaches me that if I confront him, it's going to be a fight. He's taller than me. He's more male than me. And I'm probably not going to, that's probably not going to end well. Mm -hmm. And so a dirty look where I look at his car and over to him is pretty much all I can do. That's the only power I have. Mm. That's all I feel I can do for myself. I think we've come to the point where we're so scared to even walk over and say, excuse me, can you correct, it. correct your car so that I can get out safely without scratching or injuring your vehicle? We're so scared. And I would say that making this comment from sitting here in northern Ontario, Canada, I'm scared even though it hasn't been my experience in my town. Yes. But when I watch the news in the United States, which is several miles away from me, mm-hmm. I see by the news that it's now become a norm in the United States that if you do something like that, you could risk your life. Mm-hmm. You could risk it not by just being killed with guns, but that somebody would do worse and injure you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So here I sit in northern Canada thinking, am I safe here? Am I safe? So do is a dirty look okay? Or will that get me into a situation as well? Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily sit here thinking that I have the answers either. Right. What we're offering today is our different kinds of ways of behaving so that you can be comfortable in being a person of integrity, mm-hmm. even though situations can change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think about that, what you're talking about, and I think, well, is it possible then that if there is no dirty look and you just, are are you able to go over and say, excuse me, can you move your vehicle slightly so that I can move out safely without injuring your vehicle? Can that be resolved peacefully and easily? He left his car running <laughs> and went inside. What? Yeah. And I think what you're going to hear today, too, are confounding situations where there are different levels where we're talking about if eye contact is something that you can do to be a decent human being. Also, parking your vehicle properly is part of being a decent human being. Yeah. Well, that's that whole thing of me, 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 the narcissism. Yeah. And I don't know how we could do this show without bringing up narcissism because a lot of these examples of running your car in a Home Depot parking lot while you run in to get things parked so that people can't access their own vehicles Mm -hmm. is your level of narcissism. Of I matter more than this person beside me. It's so much so that these people have to pay attention to me if I park in a way that they have to wait for me to come back. I have to exert a level of control here because my life is sucking that badly. Mm -hmm. In some other way, And I'm not going to deal with the other ways 
So I'm going to inflict my control over complete strangers instead. Mm-hmm. So we, this is what this the show is about today. Anal expulsive. Oh, go on. I will shit all over everyone else's life. Thank you. I understand what that means, but I think it's very important for other people to understand it. I'm mixing it. Anyone who's technically listening will know that that's not the real definition of it, but it's a mix of narcissism and mm-hmm. anal expulsive. Mm-hmm. I like the one that you brought up about parking. I had that down. And, and because it's infringing on other people's rights to just basic decency. Well, and people's right to space. Not all rules are great. Not all laws are great. I think everyone can agree with that. But a a designated parking spot that is meant to fit any sized vehicle was drawn that way for a reason. Mm -hmm. It was drawn that large for a reason or that small. So if you can't figure out how to fit in it, go somewhere else Mm -hmm. or take time in your life to correct it. I've backed up terribly. I've tried to parallel park terribly, but I take my time out of my day to correct myself. Mm -hmm. I don't pull into a spot and think, well, that's someone else's problem now. Mm -hmm. It's only my problem. Mm -hmm. I get that. I suck at parking. It's self-responsibility though. Yeah. If you're going to get in a vehicle knowing you're not good at something, Mm -hmm. take time to work on it. Oh God, that's me to a T, Kelly. Every time I go to the gym, I know I suck at parking. So I have to pull in, back out, and keep rearranging until I'm finally in it properly. But like you said, I I realize it's my problem, not other people's. While we're on the topic of being outside the house, can we talk for a minute about awareness? I, I used to call it, I remember bringing this up to you and Andrew, good Lord, a good decade ago. And I remember coming home and saying, what is happening with people in Walmart parking lots? That's where I first started to see where people would walk with their head down. They would walk with their head looking in the opposite direction of oncoming traffic. In the middle of an aisle? Like a parking aisle? Sorry. Yes, yes. Or pulling up like right into the crosswalk. And I understand you said to me once, yes, but this is a civilian crosswalk. And I thought, oh, okay, then I understand to some degree. But I still don't understand. And I'll say why. Because so many drivers are medicated. So many drivers are, are stoned. Some are grieving and aren't paying attention because they're deep in grief. Some are scattered because of ADD or ADHD or autism or any other kind of thing. Like our society as a whole has really changed. We have to be more aware that we can't just walk around with our head down in parking lots and and on streets and on highways. And I see this consistently where people step out. Now, I realize that there are more mental health issues. And if you're truly unable to keep your head up or to look around, I understand there are exceptions to the rule. I know some people are going to listen to this and say, yeah, but my son has maybe it's schizophrenia or he's medicated and he really can't. I understand there might be some exceptions, but I'm talking about the average person that seems to have no idea that that a truck or a car could demolish them. I think this has more to do with right of way. Go on. I think that when we understand in a lot that a pedestrian has the right of way, 
that there is an abuse happening with that right. Oh, I see. You can easily, quickly cross a road, quickly cross an aisle of a lot in a straight line. And what I see is the diagonal walk or the walk right up the center Mm -hmm. where they take their time or they even slow down in front of vehicles. Oh, yeah. I think that if you are given that right of way, move in a fashion that respects the other people that need to move within the same space. Right. Yeah, that's been lost. And and again, a, a good decade now where I'm watching that change and get worse and worse, where now... The person who's walking stops, stands right in front of the vehicles, does everything that they know is completely inconsiderate to egg on the driver. Mm -hmm. And if the driver toots the horn, they walk over and smash their fist on their their windshield and purposely try to aggravate the driver, even though they know they were the one that initiated the antagonistic event. Mm -hmm. So the perpetrator itself, and this is something I'm seeing over and over again, goes out of their way to anger another person. And as soon as they get a response, they up the ante. This is such a horrifying experience. And I remember thinking years ago, what is this ever going to come to? And it's only been a decade, Kelly, where I can see what it's come to. Mm -hmm. I can see exactly in the news in the United States what that has come to. It didn't take long. To see how our society took some very small things and allowed them to escalate. And this, again, is why we're doing the show. It goes back down to energy and what energy truly is Mm -hmm. and how very connected we all are. This this went like in group consciousness. It went through it like a virus. Mm -hmm. And when we say that we are actually disconnecting, it's through abusive connections that you have to disconnect emotionally from another person if I disconnect from what you must be feeling when I intentionally anger you then the disconnection grows even larger and I have the ability to abuse more and more Mm -hmm. well this is what it's done by disconnecting from each other it's allowed more and more abuse and the opposite of that of course is to connect it is to look at people that's why we don't look if we don't look and don't connect then we're allowed to be in our own world which again goes to the narcissistic pattern. And I want to bring that to people's attention for them to hear it within themselves. And some may listen to this podcast and go, oh my God, I so get that in all these other people in my life. But I'm saying, can you see it in your own? I'm really asking people today to look at themselves, how often they choose to disconnect from others. And I know some people are going to say, and that's because of cell phones. We've all got our head down. We've all got our head into another reality. And we're not living in the current one. Yeah, but cell phones do wonderful things for us too and allow us to connect in ways that we never have been able to before. And so if we're going to blame cell phones, then why haven't they been taken away? Why haven't they been something that we've discarded? I think we still need to keep them. I think people, as you're saying, we still, we need to mature with it. Yes. I think that's very well said. We have to adult. Can we move into communication? Yes. This is something that I see over and over again in the service industry where people are withholding in the communication process, even in an office setting where 
I do callbacks to say, hi, calling to confirm your appointment at 11 a.m. tomorrow. And the person on the other line goes, okay. There's a complete withhold of information. Okay, you're coming. Okay, you know about it. Okay, you can't come. Okay, this is a surprise to you. Okay, that doesn't work for me anymore. And now I've got to ask six more questions to get the information I need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, what does that mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And And you have to keep down your own level of frustration as they know they're purposely building it in you. Mm -hmm. Because they've got you on the phone. Again, you're my captive audience. Mm -hmm. And I can sit in silence or wait for you to think of another question. Or I've heard many people, okay, and hang up the phone. Mm -hmm. And I still don't have an answer to what I'm looking for. Right. So if you go back to the other staff, which they may be hoping are going to be there when it's their appointment time, they're going to assume that you're going to do everything for them. That when they arrive at your location, everything's going to go their way, even though they withheld on purpose. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do everything, then I will get angry. Like it's total, total self-centeredness. Yeah. And even in a world of technology where we have developed apps and all kinds of software to make things so simplified for people where they get text message reminders and email reminders and a backup phone call reminder for appointments. All those messages say click C to confirm, message C to confirm, or call. I will often call and say this is your reminder, so now the third backup. (laughs) And they say, yeah, I got the email. And it's like, okay, but you didn't respond to it. So now we're calling to ensure that you got the email and we're looking to confirm whether or not you'll be here. Oh, well, I'll be here. Mm -hmm. Now with anger. Yeah. And it's like, now you've reached out to me in three ways and bothered me three times. And I can't figure out why they're mad because Mm -hmm. there was no response. Had you not withheld in the first place, had you just responded in all honesty, because that's what we're looking for then we could have moved forward smoothly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With a lack of kindness, a lack of awareness, a lack of, and I won't even say generosity, Kelly, because I don't think that it's to be generous if you're not abusing a system or right. a person. It, it's just part of what we were supposed to be doing as human beings for each other mm-hmm. and, and, and to the planet in general, and we're not. And as customers... I think we can all agree that we want a good customer experience. Mm -hmm. We, at this point, believe that we deserve it. And yet, even in a setting where the service industry is doing everything they can to provide that to us, we're still behaving in ways that are selfish and mean. Well, I wonder sometimes if the service industry stopped, if they cut back and didn't do all of that. You know, I'm old enough to know in days when there weren't calls for check-ins and are you still coming to your appointment and text messages on my phone like is it possible that we're coddling people so much and we're setting things up for abuse by bending over backwards so to speak three attempts to make sure you're coming to your appointment how about if you just if you don't come you're not allowed to come back like there seems to be no consequences Mm -hmm. and there seems to be an, an extreme amount of people pleasing mm-hmm. going on in the service industry 
because they're so afraid they're going to lose it to the competition. Yeah, because we'll get a bad review. A bad review. Bad word of mouth. Right. Even if it's not true. Right. Which is exactly now a, a super form of bully bullying through technology and through word of mouth that people feel a right to even when they have a good experience I'm finding. Mm -hmm. I know some people that have said um, I went out I go out for dinner um, and I complain afterwards so that I'll get a call or a free meal. I'll write a review that's negative so that they'll call me and offer something free. I get shit tons free. Yeah, It's their way of working the system and they think it's funny and or I've clever yeah and I think that but you're an abuser mm -hmm. that's an absolute form of abuse of so many things and as a result the people in the that are in the service industry are constantly reeling from the abuse as how do we fix this system mm -hmm. but I find traditionally they just they just people please more mm-hmm and therefore, every narcissistic bully knows the pattern to that game. There's no winning that is what I'm saying. Oh, I understand that. Yeah, the bully wins that 100% of the time. So the service industry has to figure that out and set their boundaries and support their staff. Well, I think that was the most important point that you made is to support the staff. Yeah. But as listeners, what we are asking for is for you to be decent human beings. Right. So that service industries want to keep creating great customer experiences for you. How sad that we have to do a show saying what a decent human being should behave like. But necessary. Mm -hmm. And then to say to people listening to it, you know, take a pen and paper out and try and figure out who you are. And it, it might be interesting too for some people to have a friend do it for them or a parent or someone around them mm -hmm. and grade them as to what they see them doing. Because some people are going to just, well, true narcissists are not going to say, I'm a bully, I'm rude, I'm ignorant. They're going to tick off how wonderful they are, knowing damn well they're not. I know you touched on saying hello in the beginning of the podcast, but I also want to follow that up with saying goodbye mm -hmm. and also saying thank you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about sarcastic thanks. People can say no thanks too. People can oh, yeah. set boundaries and do it with kindness, do it with politeness, do it with emotional intelligence versus trying to set boundaries through bullying or meanness or aggression. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love the words. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think with goodbye, acknowledging that both parties are done, what they had intended to do or say, and letting it rest equally. Mm hmm. I want to say too, just callbacks, just communicating, checking in, the kindness of just also being able to, well, you said it a little bit earlier in a different way in regards to calling back and checking in on customers coming in. But I just mean too, Kelly, the kindness of when you're invited out for a dinner and you just don't call back. Mm -hmm. When you go to the dinner and you don't participate at all, you sit and you play on your phone or, or an, and quite often there's nothing on your phone. Let's face it, it's Instagram. It, it's something where you're just saying to the people in the room, I'm bored. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to look at other something that's stagnant. Yeah, and really I'm bored by what's on Instagram as well. But And I'm sitting here for dinner. You've cooked, you've done the groceries, you've spent time and money on me. You want to be in my company 
And what I'm saying to you is I can't be bothered to be in yours. I think if you're experiencing boredom, ask a better question. Ask an ask an inspiring question. Ask something that you know you're going to be entertained by if that's what you're looking for. Oh, now we're talking about communicating with the people right in the room. Mm-hmm. What are you doing for fun these days? What was the last thing that inspired you? Mm-hmm. What was the last thing that you decided to quit and why? Yeah. Well, now if they have emotionally intelligent questions to create conversation, they're going to be stimulated by the people in the room and put the phones down and be able to engage. And that's what we're talking about, engaging and connecting. And I have flat out said to people, I don't want to talk about that. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. If, if really I'm checking out and looking at my phone because I'm not interested in the conversation, why can't I say to the people that I'm with, you know, can we shift topics? Yeah, that's a good point, Kelly, to be able to set up a boundary. You're referring to the boundaries there. Yeah. In being able to say that in this conversation is a boundary for me. I'm open to other things. Mm-hmm. And could you imagine if you were bored by hearing someone's work stories or you were bored telling someone about your work story again? You could say to them, you know what? I did the work all day. I'd love to talk about something else. Um, I'm really into biking these days. I'm really into kayaking these days. You know, what are, what are your for fun things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of creativity can go a long way to connect mm-hmm. in just asking a question with kindness and true listening. Actually listening instead of pretending that you're listening, but you're looking at your phone. Yeah, and I guess to summarize it, if you don't like the way that people are attempting to connect change change that attempt then mm-hmm. look for a different way yeah well that takes a little bit of effort and it has a huge payoff versus if you make no effort you are really destroying the relationship with those people that's the end result is that you're destroying something well, it's a dead end mm-hmm. and it may be slowly it may be over time this could be your own spouse it could be your own boyfriend girlfriend child whatever but it does erode And I think that's one of the most important things that we're trying to say today is that slow erosion and the importance of paying attention to all of the things that contribute to it so that you can fully understand why you feel anxiety, why you feel anxious, why you feel depressed, disconnected, lack of joy, lack of peace. It answers a whole lot of questions about your own behavior. And opportunities to see how you got here, to take responsibility for it, and all the ways that you can change it. Can we move on? Yes. I want to say picking up after yourself. I think it's so important to pick up after yourself. Again, we're talking about personal responsibility. No matter where you are, no matter what setting you're in, Mm -hmm. if you walk into a service place in public and they have offered you a drink when you're done with the glass if it's not a restaurant do you say to them where would you like me to put my glass Mm -hmm. if it is in a restaurant is there any reason that you can't pile your plates and help the person serving you Mm. that you have to wait for them and watch them lean over your table and do everything to pick up after you I think that's your entitlement eh Kelly when you sit there and think that's their job Mm mm-hmm Instead of thinking, yeah, that's their job, but I can contribute to it. Movie theater would be a prime example. Oh my God, yes. There are garbages all over the place. Why can't we pick up our popcorn 
and our wrappers and our glasses con- wrappers or containers and put those in the appropriate places. Yeah, where did it ever start, Kelly, that people thought throwing garbage on the floor while they were sitting there? Like, do you sit in your own house? Uh, I think you might have a yes answer from some people listening. Oh, I might, eh? Oh, that, oh, Jesus, I'm glad I don't know any of them. That's why I went to the public place first. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks. I Like, personally, I can't imagine sitting down in my own home eating not true do you remember throwing the banana peel over your shoulder true <laughs> that was the one of that was very funny okay <laughs> anyway point is after you've thrown it maybe pick it up absolutely but i don't understand how people throw things down on the floor in their own home and get up and leave and go to bed or get up and go and do something mm-hmm. unless you have other people around in that environment that pick up after you and train you to believe that you are better than them. But boy, oh boy, Kelly, you do that and it's going to show in other aspects of the relationship that isn't going to just be relegated to throwing garbage. Mm -hmm. Or clothing, yeah. I know for myself on late nights, um, my partner and I will sit and we'll have our, you know, cups and plates on our coffee table. And when the night's done, we'll both look at each other and say, are you okay if we leave this to the morning? Mm-hmm. But there's a check-in that both parties are involved, that are involved are comfortable with the decision so that neither is waking up in the morning angry at the other. Mm-hmm. But again, that's communication. Yeah. Well, I can see that as a good example when, say, someone goes to bed and gets up in the morning and whoever's been up later has left, I don't know, kitchen dining room yeah bedroom living room area whatever space a mess and I like how you said that there's a Mm check-in and there's a there's a consideration and obviously in some homes there is a lack of communication and a lack of consideration Mm, I've got text messages in the morning because he's stayed up later And there's a message on my phone saying, sorry, I dumped the laundry in this spot in the house. I will pick it up when I'm home at 11 Mm a.m. How very different than when somebody dumps and makes a 100% assumption that another person will always pick up after them, Mm -hmm. will always know where they put their keys, will always know and or is expected to. There's a difference between doing it on occasion, doing it and communicating with the other person and doing it in a way that bullies the other people that you live with where you leave a mess fully know that you are and do not care how anybody else feels about your behaviors that's bullying yeah i the people who sweep their driveways into the street or shovel their driveway into the street mm-hmm. i have no words Well, there's city workers for that. Okay, but then you're going to complain that our tax dollars yeah, go right. more toward... I, just, I don't know. I like where you just went with this. And that's why I just hung my head and started giggling. Because it literally is all those tiny things that we're talking about today yeah. where there is a lack of consideration for another's person. Mm-hmm. Their job or just their person, mm-hmm. whether it's your family and they're not paid to pay, take care of you, or it's a city worker, or I don't know, a service person, anybody. 
we're talking about how you see your existence mm-hmm. and your own level of accountability in it where you say, well, I don't, I don't care. I don't care if I live a mess. I'm fine with it. If other people aren't fine with it, that's their problem. And that's where we're saying, no, it is everybody else's problem. And it is your problem. It is your narcissism. And it's everyone's unhappiness. That's because right. Because the people that live in this way where they dump on other people's piles, mm-hmm. they themselves are unhappy. They're usually scattered. They're usually not stable people either. And then we create frustration and anger on those who have responsibility where they feel suppressed and more rage as well. And mm-hmm. then that turns into a community. Mm-hmm. I found this really interesting. Eric came home the other day and we read a lot about depression in our house and this one as well. And he had said that he was reading an article on some research that was done as to whether or not actively trying to make yourself happy works. And the study concluded that in the Western world, it does not because our efforts to make ourselves happy are usually self-focused, but that conscious effort to make ourselves happy in the Eastern world does work because they are always community focused. Mm -hmm. And I loved that. And that is what we're talking about today, because Mm -hmm. even though they are personal responsibilities that are self-action, they contribute to a happier, healthier community. The whole point exactly why we're doing the show and exactly why we're seeing the western world in a mess yeah we don't consider one another exactly and we we have to we're at crisis our yeah our consequences is our society Mm -hmm. let's talk too about something that we actually had complimented on a lot in our shows and that's not talking over one another Mm -hmm. I, i see that a lot in the news now and on talk shows that I didn't see decades ago where people are encouraged or allowed to talk over each other, interrupt each other, where you see five or six people on one panel all talking at the very same time, not willing to take turns. And I fault that with the people who do the interrupting, not letting somebody finish speaking. But also what I've been seeing is that the person who speaks sometimes is lying and that it's become okay to be liars or what's that expression that I hear nowadays Kelly where it goes um, do what you want say what you want and apologize later that that's unhealthy thinking and unhealthy behavior which just builds on more unhealthy behavior mm-hmm. and the just to go back specifically to talking over one another That goes right back to not being able to be seen and not being able to be heard. Mm -hmm. It's a fight for attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these are all important things. We have to really take pause and we can take this into our lives in small ways. So if you're listening and you think, yeah, they do do that in the news. What we're saying is, yes, we all know that. I'm not trying to point out the obvious to you. What I'm trying to say is, do you do it too? You've encouraged a lot of clients to record, audio record their conversations yep, and to hear back some of the things that we're talking about today. Yeah. And I think that's a great tool. And in sessions, Kelly, when a client interrupts me for any reason at all, I stop talking and I listen. I don't talk over them. I try very, very hard to recognize that they need to be heard, that they need, need 
to be seen, to be valued. And if they're lying, I'm going to let them say their lie. And then I'm going to say, and you're lying to me. But I don't feel any anxiety to have to get it in or interrupt them to do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes letting them say their lies, letting them bury themselves more, is actually a brilliant little action to take. So this could be a really fun little exercise, Kelly, where people could take it upon themselves maybe to decide if they're going to do this for a day, then I'm going to count and see how many times I talk over others. I interrupt others and I lie. And I'm going to take note as to how many times others interrupt me, talk over me and lie to me. Yeah, because it does often stimulate our own behavior when that when it's happening to us because we feel the frustration and the urge to speak or speak faster or speak over. Yeah, and I can see, you know, in TV that that is a real issue because they have only so many minutes or moments to make a point or to try and, and confront something. So time is of essence when you're in a TV program or a news thing. But in your own personal life, connection is of essence. That's right. Life is of essence. Yeah. And and that's what we're asking people to consider. Kelly, thank you for talking about this today. I feel like I've been on this bandwagon to discuss this type of show. Oh my God, for over a decade. I've been frustrated with people's behaviors and this narcissism. And I didn't know that was the word until about 10 years ago. But I've been seeing it for probably the last 10 or 20 years and very concerned, didn't have any clue that it could bring North America to such a crisis. And we certainly have to look at every small behavior so that we can change the bigger crisis. It's going to require every single human being's effort to do it individually and to hold each other accountable to better behavior. Mm -hmm. I like it to when we go to the gym. And you work out and you sweat. So I get down on the mat and I'm doing all my push-ups and I sweat all over that mat. And they have a squirt bottle and paper towels every six feet in the gym. And I get up afterwards and squirt my paper towel and wipe down the mat. And I look over and I see the people who choose to clean their equipments and the people who choose to use their equipment and walk away. Those are the two types of people that we're referring to today. And we need to have a gym full of people cleaning the equipment. Yeah, concerned about germs. And concerned about each and every person. Not just, what am I going to pick up if another person doesn't clean it? Oh, I meant that people are germs. Oh. I, I like how you just referred to us as, as germs, Kelly. And that we have to be able to see ourselves as contagious. Yeah. We have to see ourselves as a virus. Mm -hmm. And are we going to be part of that virus that catches on, that's good and heals the body? Or are we going to be part of the virus that contaminates? Mm -hmm. Because boy, oh boy, right now, whatever it is that you're doing on this planet, every single one of you listening, it's not enough because we're in a mess. So every single person that's already good virus, step it up a notch. We need you. And all of you silly ass people who think you're poor ass behavior doesn't matter. Wake up. Please, Red Rover, Red Rover, join us and come on over. Please wake up. It This matters. 
Okay. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at We hope you do your reflections and we hope you have a wonderful weekend.